You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to listen to us through Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Follow us on your favorite service to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check us out on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com to find out more about what PCLV is all about. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. Grab a seat today. Hallelujah. I'm going to try to wrap up uh, the series on prayer that I've been ministering on. Uh, during this month, amen, and uh, on a, the message I'm titling tonight is, Lord, keep me safe. Hallelujah. You ever prayed that prayer? Lord, just keep me safe. Hallelujah. And so I, I've been using the prayer of Jabez uh, throughout this series, so I want you to turn to our text on First Chronicles chapter 4 and verse 9 and 10. And as it comes up on the board, it says right there that now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called him Jabez because I bored him in pain. And verse 10 says, And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, and that your hand will be with me, and that you would keep me from evil so that I, I may not cause pain. And so the Lord, or God, granted him what he requested. This prayer is to understand the right to be blessed and to be blessed indeed. And by recognizing the need to be blessed, anybody recognize that need? Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm a candidate to be blessed. But recognizing the need to be blessed, recognizing the one who blesses, in recognizing that God's going to bless you for sure. Amen. You understand that? You've got you to recognize that you, you're in need to be blessed, recognizing that who blesses and that he'll bless you for sure. Amen. Then you can ask God that, no, I want to go large. We, the prayer went to, I want to go large. And we, and we went through a study of enlarging our hearing. What else? Anybody else know the other two? You guys are not even praying, huh? <laughs> we, we, we talked about enlarging our hearing, enlarging our hearts, and enlarging our witnessing. Amen. That's, this is what those areas are challenging us. Amen. And then we need to learn to have God's hand upon us that we can depend on him more. What are the other two? Remember the triple Ds? Devoted. Depend. And desire. Amen. <laughs> so when we, when we pray for his hand to be upon us, we're asking that, God, I want to depend on you. I want to be devoted to you. And I want to desire you more in order to do more for you. And then, as it says here, Jabez's mom bored him in pain. I guess every mom bores in pain. Amen. Hallelujah. Yours is coming pretty soon, huh? Mama's going to be going through some pain, amen. Whether it's, oh, yes. 
<laughs> but, uh, but she bored him in pain, and the reason, that's the reason why he, she named him Jabez. His name means one who causes pain, but God blessed him and honored him, meaning that God can turn any situation around, any circumstance in your life around, and God can still bless you. Come on. You may have come in as a pain in this church, amen. You may have been a, a troublemaker in your past. You may have been a, considered a mess up, the black sheep of the family. But God can turn it around and bless you and bring you honor. God can turn your mess into a message. Come on. He can turn your test into a testimony. Come on. The thing is, this, this is what God does. This, this is what he specializes in, is turning the, the bad to good. And all of us, amen, we came in, whether, like I say, we were troublemakers or we were troublemakers in our, in our neighborhood or, or, you know what, we're just mess-ups, uh, whatever that may be, God can turn that around in our lives and bless us and bring honor to us. So the last thing that Jabez prayed for was to keep him from evil, that he may not cause any more pain. He wanted to play it safe. Amen. And though, and through that, he received honor, blessing, and God's hand was upon his life, and he knew better than to jump into any type of lion's den or to play it unsafe. See, some of us sometimes we can think, just because we go to church and just because we've been saved for some time now that we can, we think that we can go and do whatever we want to do. That we can go still hang out with the old crowd, listen, old friends, and be okay. But all you're doing is jumping into the lion's den. You see, Jabez prayed that he would, you would keep him from evil, that God keep me from evil, that I may not cause any pain. This, this is what his prayer was. So not only did he ask, God, I, I want you to bless me indeed, and I want you to enlarge me, and I need your hand upon me, but God, keep me from evil that I might not cause any pain. See, the word evil means to bring on bad, adversity, affliction. Now, Jabez was not asking him to keep him from evil when he fell short. Come on, he wasn't asking to, to take advantage of God's grace through his relationship with God. You see, although the blessings of God, are, you know, that we know that blessings are from God and that we need to pray for his protective hand to be upon us and to keep us from evil, because you got to understand, when we pray this church, just like Jabez did, we are threatening Satan when we pray, keep us from evil. So let me tell you, all that Satan wants you to do is to come into second place. And how many know that we can't afford to come in second? We've got to come in first. The Bible says, that, you know, in Corinthians it says to run such a race that only one receives the prize. And so we cannot afford to come in second in this race that you and I are, are, are in. And so the enemy... When you start to pray boldness like Jabez prayed, when you start to pray, God, God, I want you to bless me. 
And I want you to bless me indeed. And I, I recognize the need to be blessed. And I recognize that you are the one that blesses me. And that you'll bless me indeed. That you enlarge me, Lord, for I can go large with you. That your hand will be upon me to protect me. That I can be dependent and I can be devoted and I can desire you more in order to be more from you. But God, keep me from evil. Lord, keep me safe. See, we, we tend to think, amen, I, I, I'm blessed, uh, things are going well, amen, then come on, have you ever been in a season in your life that everything's just flowing? I mean, everything's good, mama's happy, the kids are all right, I mean, the finances are good, there's food in the refrigerator, you're, you're blessed, amen, you may have a, a new house, a new car. I mean, things just seem well for the season. And, and sometimes we can think, well, I'm, I'm good with God, amen. I, I don't have to pray today. Or you know what, I, I don't need to read the word today. Uh, my, my God's going to protect me even if I don't live too safe. I've been sober uh, and saved for six months now. I can go to my cousin's party who's not saved, even though there's going to be a lot of drinking there, a, a lot of music going on, a lot of old friends, I'm okay. No, you're stepping into a lion's den. Tell your neighbor, keep it safe. Tell your other neighbor, don't be dumb. <laughs> no one wants to say that to nobody. I'll tell you all, don't be dumb. Don't be dumb. Come on. There, there are some places, church, that we can't go. There are some places, I don't care how long you've been saved, you're stepping into a lion's den. Now, I'm not talking about Daniel and the lion's den. Daniel was thrown into the lion's den and God protected him. This is a, that's a different story. That's a different message, amen. This is, this, I'm, you know what I'm talking about today? I'm talking about going into a den that you don't belong. I'm talking about going to a place that, you, that you're not supposed to be, and then you expect God to protect you. Listen, church, you do wrong, you go to places that you're not supposed to go, expect to pay the price. Expect to come in second. Now, this is not what Jabez was praying. Jabez was praying for three things. I'm going to give you three more things when he said, keep me from evil. All right? I've been giving you things that you should know. This is prayer. This is prayer that you should pray. When you're praying to God, like Jabez prayed, God, bless me. Bless me because I recognize, Lord, that I am a, a candidate to be blessed. God, I recognize that you are the one that blesses. And, Lord, your word says you'll bless me indeed. That if I ask, I'll receive. And, God, uh, enlarge me. Let me go large. Enlarge my hearing. Enlarge my witnessing. Enlarge my, 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 my heart for you, Lord. Well, you, you can enlarge yourself in every area that you're going in. Amen. That, God, uh, I want my heart enlarged. I want something bigger for you, God. God, I need your hand upon me because, I, like I said, I need to depend on you. I need to desire you more and to be devoted to you. So I want to give you three things when Jabez prayed, keep me from evil. First, keep me at a safe distance. Keep me at a safe distance. When you're praying for, for this prayer, God, keep me from evil. 
keep me from evil. It means keep me at a safe distance. See, the blessings of God are not intended for us to think that we're invincible. Come on. We are to be seeking God in those blessings. When I, when I got saved and, I, and after being backslidden for 10 years, I had to live at a safe distance from my old friends. I did. I, I, had, I had to stay away from them. I, it, it, I could not afford to go back. I had to keep it safe. Otherwise, I would have fell. I would have went right into the lion's den, and I would have came in second. And I couldn't afford to come in second no more with my life or in my marriage. And so I had to play it safe. God was putting my life back together. He was blessing it, amen. And so I had to keep seeking God. And the only way I could do it and stay saved and to live safe was to live at a safe distance. 2 Corinthians chapter 17, New King James says this, Therefore come out from among them and separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. Amen. Before that, in verses 16 to 17, uh, uh, 14 to 16, the Message Bible of that same verse, it says this, Do not become partners with those who reject God. How can you make a partnership out of right and wrong? That's not a partnership, that's a war. It's in, this, is light best friends with dark? Does Christ go strolling with the devil? Do you trust, do, do, to trust and mistrust hold hands? Do you, would you think of setting up pagan idols in God's holy temple? But that's exactly what we are, each of us, or what we are in each of us. Hold on. But that is exactly what we are. Each of us as a temple uh, whom God lives, God puts himself in this way. I will live with them, move into them, I will be their God, and they will be my people. So leave the corruption and the promise. Leave it for good, says God. Do not link up with those who will pollute you. I want you all for myself. Amen. See, we have to be different. Can somebody say amen? There has to be something different inside of us. That's why it says come out and separate yourself. Get away from those things that are unclean. Don't hang out with those who reject God. And not that we can't have friendship with the world. We can't hang out with the world. Come on. We all have friends that are unsaved. Amen. But the thing is, we don't hang out. We don't participate. We don't go into places uh, where we're not supposed to be going. Amen. It says, how can the Christ go strolling with the devil? You know, there, there's a fine line that, that we have to draw with, with old friends, amen, that we can't go hang out of the party. We, 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 you know, I, I know it's your 50th and all this stuff. You know, you may drop by, do a little hello, boom, and then you're out of there. You know, when I got saved, amen, all my, all my family wasn't saved. And so I know what was going to go on there. And so I had to just come, make an appearance, and say, you know what, God bless you guys, I, I got to leave. And, and not to be rude or anything, but I, I can't hang out. I, I cannot be in this place. See, if we want God's blessings, how many want God's blessings? We do it by practicing, by living at a safe distance. You see, it comes, when it comes to praying for his divine protection, his answer may come in a simple command, don't do that or don't go there. 
When we ask God and we ask him, God, I want your protective hand. I want you to keep me from evil. The Holy Spirit would tell you, you know what? Don't do that. Girl, don't go there. And it would be a simple command that we have to do. Bruce uh, Wilkerson quoted the, the guy that wrote the Jabez prayer. He says, by far our most important strategy for defeating the roaring lion is to stay out of the den. Come on, if you want to have victory in your life, stay out of the places that you're not supposed to be going. 1 Thessalonians 5.22 says, stay away from every kind of evil. One version says, to abstain from evil, which means to hold oneself off, refrain, or keep at a safe distance. See, we learn that. Uh, we need to learn that God has given us the, the ability to say no to sin. Come on, somebody say no. See, all of us know how to say no. God has given us the ability. He has given us the strength of the Holy Spirit that we can say no to sin and distance ourselves from those things that can cause us harm. Come on, somebody. 1 Corinthians 15, 20, uh, 33 says, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Amen. Bad company corrupts good character. See, when you start to hang out with the, the, the world, sometimes that world gets on you. Come on. I mean, well, I, I have friends at, at, at work, and they're friends, and they're not saved, but they know who I am. But sometimes hanging out and joking around, sometimes it starts to rub it off on you, and pretty soon you're joking around kind of like how they are. Maybe not saying it like that. And so there's some lines that you've got to watch yourself because you can cross it over real easy without knowing it. Or hanging out with certain people that, you know what, uh, you know what, this guy's just cussing and cussing and cussing and, 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 and you're hanging out with that. Let me tell you, one, those, one cuss word's going to come out. You're going to get mad at the spouse and all of a sudden, boom, where did that come from? You've been hearing it. That's why watching movies, certain movies, things, things go into our spirit, church. And, and you may think, well, I'm strong enough. I'm, I'm cool. No, you're, you're, you're stepping into a lion's den. And what it is, it's coming into your mind. And those words are there. You may not say them. You may not repeat them. But it, let me tell you, it's going to be a moment where it's just going to flow like nothing. Like, what, where did that come from? Why, why did I say that? You'll catch yourself. But let, but let me tell you, it, it's, it's in here. So we, we really got to watch out what we do with ourselves. So we got to practice on living at a safe distance. Come on, understand, church, that God is wanting us to learn more on how to handle temptation by staying away from it. Come on. In the Lord's Prayer, it says, lead us not into temptation, but what? Deliver us from the evil one in Matthew 6, 13. So the, the, the thing is, you know what? It's not... Just how to handle it, it's how to stay away from it. Staying away from it. Bruce Wilkerson says this also. We make a huge spiritual leap forward when we begin to focus less on beating temptation and more on avoiding it. Come on, we're not out there to beat it, avoid it. Don't go into the lion's den. Don't, don't go into a place that says, I can handle it. No, you're going to lose. You're going to come into second. Lord, Keep me safe. Amen. Second thing, keep me dressed safe. 
So keep me at a safe distance, and now keep me dressed safe. In other words, what do you dress your mind, heart, and life with? Come on, listen, our minds and hearts' attention, if, if it's not focused on God himself, we are living dangerously. Come on, if your mind is not on the Lord, if you're not, if you're not meditating on his word and reading his word, if you're not in, in constant uh, communication through prayer, if you're not a, uh, you know, attending church uh, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a continuous basis, amen, we are living dangerously. Especially in today's world and what's going, what's loose in this world. There's a lot of voices out there, church. A, a lot of voices and we don't have, if we're not continuously uh, doing what we need to do, then, then we can get distracted. We, a voice can speak to us like, like it's the Lord's voice, but it can be the enemy. And so we have to understand, we have to dress our minds right, our hearts, and we have to live right, and we have to be on heart, on, on, we have to have the Lord's attention at all times, otherwise we're living dangerous. God has designed an, uh, designed an outfit for us to wear. In 2 Corinthians 10, 4, it says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. The Message Bible puts it like this. But we don't live or fight our battles that way. Never have, never will. The tools of our trade aren't for marketing or manipulation, but they are de uh, demolishing the entire massively corrupt culture. Therefore, to pray to keep me from evil is to wear what God has given us to wear in this battle that you and I are in. You have to dress yourself safe. You've got to keep yourself at a, at a safe distance and you have to dress yourself safe. Ephesians 6, 11 says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Come on, we know what the armor is. Come on, we are supposed to put on truth, which is the belt. We're supposed to put on righteousness, which is the breastplate. We're supposed to put on peace or the gospel, which are the shoes. Put on faith, which is the shield. Put on salvation, which is the helmet. Put on the, uh, uh, the sword, uh, the spirit, which is the sword. This is the armor that God has given us here. That we got to put on this armor if we want to keep away from evil. Come on, he says we got to dress well. Not only live at a safe distance, but we have to dress our minds well. And we have to dress ourselves spiritually by putting on truth, righteousness, peace, faith, salvation, and spirit. The armor is there for us. If we didn't need any of this armor, he would not mention it in his word. But this armor protects us and keeps us from evil. Come on, we need the belt, right? We need the breastplate. We need the shoes for the readiness of the gospel. We need the shield of faith. We need the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Ephesians 6, 13 says, when we do this, it says, therefore put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you'll be able to stand your ground after you've done everything to stand. So this is for us. We have to dress safely. Can somebody say amen? God gives us the armor, but it's up to you and I to put it on 
for protection against the day of evil. How many know that we're in a day of evil already? Evil surrounds us. And whether you are participating or not in that, it is around us. It's in our jobs. It's in our schools. It's in our cities. Evil is everywhere. Can you say amen? Come on. So we have to understand. We have to dress ourselves safe from this. The prayer to keep us from evil is not some magical force field. When you pray this, it's not like, devil, you can't touch me. You can't break through the force field. Come on. But, it, but what it does, it avails itself to protect us from disobedience. This is protection for us, from us crossing the line and doing something evil or going to a place that we're not supposed to go to. Amen. A prayer for protection was that Jabez was requesting was the willingness, listen, to be submissive to God and to his word. God, I, God keep me from evil. God, I, I need to dress myself safe because I want to be submissive to you. I want to be submissive to your word. God, I want to, I want to obey you. We have to be decorated. We have, the, we have to dress right, church. Not only spiritually. Come on. Sometimes we're saved and we dress we're like we're not saved. Come on, somebody. Come on. I'm speaking to ladies. I'm speaking to men in this place. Amen. Come on. Dress saved. <laughs> dress like you're saved. Amen. I'm not saying you can't be hip. I'm not saying you can't be cool. If you're into skinny pants or whatever there are, man, go for it. Amen. But let me tell you, dress saved. I know that Hipness, but there's, there's things that there's lines that we cannot cross, you know. Ladies, we, there's things that we got to get, we got to get holy. We got to put some holy on. Hallelujah. You know, come on, come on. Sometimes I got, come on, put some holy on, girl. You know, we just got to, you got to, we got to be honest, amen, and, 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 and be safe. Dress safe, but also dress safe. Spiritually, in our minds, in our hearts, in our living, by telling God, keep me from evil. Safe living is decorating your life with God's armor. And when you're putting God's armor on, what you're saying is, Lord, keep me safe. I, I, God, I want to keep, I want to be keep safe, God. I, I need your hand upon me. God, I, and I want to live at a safe distance from places or things I'm not supposed to be doing. But God, I got to decorate my mind. And I gotta, I gotta dress safely, amen. The last thing, God keep me at a safe departure. So, at a safe distance, amen. Help me to dress safe, and now at a safe departure. Sometimes we find ourselves in unsafe places, and somebody say, "Amen." Come on, it's in those times the best thing to do is to make a quick departure from the situation. Come on, have you ever said to yourself, I, I don't think I should be here. <laughs> you ever said that? Or you know what, I, I don't think we should be watching this. Come on. Or, or, or you ever been in a place or, or somewhere that, my, this feels weird. Or this feels like I'm sinning. <laughs> Come on. Come on, or you feel just uncomfortable. You get that uncomfortable feeling. You're, you're, you're there and they're like, you're laughing with it maybe. <laughs> and it, feels, <laughs> it feels like uncomfortable, like, 
I, I don't think this is right, you know. You know, you, you're saying things or, or laughing. I mean, there's some things, there's some times where I'm joking around and I'm like, you know what, that, that, was, that didn't sound right. You know, I, that, that, that felt weird. You know what, I, I'm sorry. And there's times I have to apologize to my coworkers. Like, you know what, that wasn't right. Well, how, what I said and how I said it wasn't right. You know, and I'm, I'm just making a joke. I'm not trying to uh, do anything, but my, my mind, I, I'm, I'm a little twisted sometimes. I'm, God's working on me, <laughs> like all of us, amen. But there's times, you know, what, what seems politically not correct now today, back in the day, it was no problem. People just joked around. We just talked. There was no problem at all. Man, life was so much easier for me growing up uh, than today. Like, you can't say that. I'm just, I'm not, don't mean nothing. I'm just, but I got to watch myself sometimes. And this is the world that we're living at today. And so just because I grew up in that, I, I have to adjust and say, okay, maybe it doesn't sound too right. I got to look at it in a different way. God, let me just live the way you tell me to live. Let me be who you want me to be. And God, I, I got to keep myself at a safe distance. I got to dress myself well. But I got to make a quick departure, departure when, when things are not right. And I'm the first to say, man, I, I got to depart from this. I, uh, I'm getting too involved. This is weird right here. I got to apologize and just get, my, get myself out of here or get myself out of that conversation. You, you understand what I'm saying? Amen. So we, we got to make those quick departures. There's going to be times in your life that you're going to have to make a, a quick departure in order to keep it yourself safe. There's going to be situations that you need to get, you, need, you just need to leave. There's going to be situations that you need to get up out of that movie theater and say, you know what, I shouldn't be watching this. You know, there's going to be times where you're in a situation that, you know what, I shouldn't be here. And so there's things in our lives that we're going to come across that we are praying this, the enemy will set us up to go into these places that we're going to have to understand we're not that strong, we're not that saved that we can remain in the lion's den and think that we won't get bit. And so there's times that we got to say, you know what, i got to depart from this. Even though in my mind I don't want to participate, I don't want to do this, but in my mind it says, you know what, I need to get out. I, I, I need not to entertain this. I need to, I need to make a, a safe departure. Job 28, 28 said, and the man said, behold, the fear of the Lord that is wisdom, and to, and to depart from evil is understanding. Come on. It says, to fear the Lord, that is wisdom, and to depart from evil is understanding. Psalms 34, 14 says, depart from good and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Amen. You have to understand that Jesus is our source of peace. And so if we want to depart from from, from evil and do good, we have to seek Jesus. Come on, somebody say Jesus. We have to seek Jesus and pursue him in order for us to depart from evil. Because Jesus and evil or Jesus and sin can't get along. One has to depart. And so if you're entertaining sin, guess what? Jesus leaves. He says, okay, you want to do that. But if you have Jesus in, then guess what? Evil has to leave. And so we have to seek him and pursue him for order for evil to depart. Living safe means that we quit leaning on our own understanding. 
Come on. Quit leaning on your past, bad past experiences. Quit leaning on your own feelings. Come on. How many know that you're even your feelings can misunderstand, uh, can mislead you? And so you got to understand, you, you need the Spirit of God. So we need to depart from our wisdom or, or our, my understanding. We need to change the way we think. Our wisdom, let me tell you, gets us in trouble. Leading on God's wisdom, listen, keeps us safe. We've seen it right from the garden how Satan can shred any kind of wisdom from that, man, that man might have. And Satan did it with one conversation. One conversation disarmed wisdom, man's wisdom, just like that. It says in Genesis chapter 3, 1 through 6, says this, One day he asked the woman, did God really say that you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees of the garden? Of course we may eat the, 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 eat the fruit from the trees of the garden, the woman replied. It's the, only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we're not allowed to eat. God said that you must not eat it or even touch it, even look at it. If you do, you will die. This is, this is God's wisdom. Right here that we just read right now, this is God's wisdom. And then let me know that there are some don'ts in God's word, right? Don't do this or what? This will happen. There, there, there's, there's some absolutes in the word of God. That is God's wisdom for all of us. Those are don't do this or this will happen. Don't do that, this will happen. And it goes on to say, you won't die. Here's, here, here's the world's wisdom. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God's just stopping you from having a little fun. Come on. You're not going to die for having a little fun. Whoever dies smoking a little doobie. Whoever died just drinking a beer, come on. Whoever died going there, and they've always come out of that theater okay. Or going to that party and coming back. You know, he, he's, this is what he's doing. This, this, he goes, you know, it's not going to affect your marriage. I mean, he, he'll go to where you're at. You can do this, and it's going to be okay. You know, everything will be all right. And it goes on that God knows your eyes. God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it. And you'll be like God, knowing both good and evil. And the woman was uh, uh, convinced. Now she's getting her own wisdom right here. She's like, yeah, I want it. You know what? That, that seems good. I, I, you know, I don't think it's going to affect me. Now she's using her own wisdom here. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. Now she, she, she's thinking of their own thing now. Now, now. The enemy's not playing no part here. The enemy painted a part and now she's getting her own understanding. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's going to do nothing. Yeah, it's going to make me like God. And so she took up some of the fruit and ate it and then gave it to her dumb husband who was with her, and he ate it too. You want to say, yeah? It tastes take, it take good? Yeah. Instead of Adam, 
slapping that fruit out of her hand and say, get back in the house. Where's the serpent at? Yeah, but, but you notice that it says that he was with her. So he was there all along. He's responsible. He was listening to the whole conversation. <laughs> you know, he's like this, and he just stood there and just listened, and that's why he ate the fruit so, so, so quickly. You know, he didn't, you know, if it was, he was not there and came back and she's eating the fruit. Where'd you get that fruit from? What's wrong with you, woman? But she, he's right there with them and he gets convinced by the same way she got convinced. Proverbs 3, 7 says, don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. The Message Bible says it like this, don't assume you know it all. Run from evil. Run. Run. See, we need to depart from our experiences. See, Satan holds so many of God's people in hostage because of poor judgments in their past or bad experiences that they had in the past. Ecclesiastes 8.5 says this, He who keeps his command will experience nothing harmful. And a wise man's heart discerns both time and Judgment. Come on, we need to depart from our own feelings. We need to, we, your feelings at times are, like I said, are going to mislead you. And just because it feels right, church, doesn't make it right. Just because it feels good to you, doesn't make it right. What does God's word say? See, if we go by guts, gut, gut feelings instead of being led by the spirit, we're going to end up making bad choices that's going to put us right in the middle of the lion's den. You have to depart from your feelings or it's going to mess you up. You, you, you don't let, let me tell you. Come on, I'm, not, I'm talking to, about, it, it can be sin, it can be by, by just misjudgment of what people say or what you feel, what, they're, they're, what you're going through and what, what you're experiencing. This old thing messes you up, church. Stay safe. Keep a safe departure. Come on. Proverbs 16, 17 says, The path of the virtuous lead away uh, from evil. Whoever follows, the, whoever follows that path is safe. Come on. Uh, Proverbs 16, 17 in the Amplified says, As the highway of the upright turns away and departs from evil, he who guards his way protects his life or his soul. 1 Timothy 6.11 says this, but you, Timothy, you're a man of God, so run from all these evil things. Pursue righteousness and a godly life along with faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. Church, we've got to live at a safe distance. We've got to dress ourselves safe. And we've got to make a safe departure at times in our lives if you want to stay away from evil. I'm going to close tonight. Church, when you and I fail to distance ourselves, dress ourselves to, def uh, to defend against evil and depart from evil, church, it puts us right in the lion's den with no sword. There is no word with you because you dropped it. You dropped it. 
we can't afford to come into second church. The enemy's trying to take you out of first. There's only two places, church. First place is heaven. Second place is hell. You can't afford to come to second. There's a there's a there's a picture that I seen one time, and it's a it's like a coliseum where the gladiators fight. So the, it was it's a caption of a cartoon, and the and the crowd is all up and like like what's gonna happen? And there's this gladiator, and his sword is falling on the floor, and there's a lion lunging in at him. And he's trying to reach for his sword, and, and this lion's lunging. And then the bottom caption it says, "You can't afford to come in second. As soon as we drop the sword, the enemy jumps on you guys. The sword, the word of God, has to always be with us, always, because that's the only way that you can defend what you need to defend. The shield, the sword, the other parts are the protective parts." The other parts are the, the things that we fight back with. And, and if you drop your sword, let me tell you, church, the enemy will tear you up. The Bible says that he goes around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. It's, uh, when that scripture's there, it's not talking about the world. It's talking about you, Christian. He's seeking you. He already has it. Jabez prayed that his life would no longer cause pain to himself or to others. Listen, life's pains are not always escapable. Can somebody say amen to that over there? Well, <laughs> they're not escapable, man. We, we, go, we go through life's pain. But when we ask for God's divine protection, 